My brothers and my sisters, if you will, I promise you I will not be before you long. This morning, I do not believe. Um, if you will, turn with me in your life's owner's manual, your basic instruction before leaving the earth, the Holy Word of God, to the sixth chapter of Nehemiah. This morning, I'll be in the New King James Version of the Bible. The sixth chapter of Nehemiah. And we're going to begin this morning with the 15th verse that is, let us rise, the sixth chapter of the book of Nehemiah, beginning with verse 15. Reads as follows. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of Elul in 52 days. And it happened when all our entire heard of it, when all of our enemies heard of it, and all the nations around us saw these things, that they were very disheartened in their own eyes. For they perceived that this work was done by our God. Also in those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters to Tobiah, and the letters of Tobiah came to them. For many in Judah were pledged to him because he was the son-in-law of Shechaniah, the son of Ara, and his son Jehoanan, had married the daughter of Mishalam, the son of Berechiah. Also, they reported this good deed, his good deeds before me, and reported my words to him. Tobiah sent letters to frighten him. As recorded. So the wall was finished, as recorded in our text this morning. The wall was finished in 52 days. The wall was finished, imagine that, in 52 days. Gracious Lord and Holy Father God, we come now before your throne of grace, and Lord, we would ask that you help us, Lord, by clearing our hearts and clearing our minds and clearing our souls, that we may be open to receiving a word from you. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. May my soul look up with steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Amen. You may be seated. Beloved, my sisters and my brothers, 
God has given each of us an assignment. And deep in our spirits, we know what that assignment is. It may be something in our spirit that God has planted there and, 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 has lay, and it has lain there gnawing away at us year after year after year. We live our entire lives having dreams unfulfilled wanting to accomplish something that we will be remembered for, wanting to quit doing something, wanting to quit doing something that we should not have been doing anyway. Wanting a better relationship, wanting our children to be more, to have more, as a race, my brothers and my sisters, we wanted freedom from slavery. We wanted the right to vote. We wanted the same education as the other race. We wanted to be respected. We wanted to be treated humanely. We wanted to be recognized as human, as a human. We wanted to be something. We wanted to be paid the same for our work as our colleagues, as our compatriots, as our neighbor. We wanted to be treated fairly and decently. Our text this morning, beloved, verses 15 and 16, So the wall was finished on the 25th day of Elul in 52 days. And it happened when all our enemies heard of it and all the nations around us saw these things, that they were very disheartened in their own eyes, for they perceived for they perceived that this work, for they perceived that this work was done by our God. Beloved, this morning, let us ponder, let us think, let us meditate upon the thoughts You don't have to be defeated. You don't have to be defeated. At the opening, at the opening, at the opening of Nehemiah, 
Nehemiah is inquiring about the Jews who had not only escaped captivity, but he also inquired about the Jews who survived. Nehemiah is informed that, that the surviving Jews who had escaped captivity were in great trouble and shame and that the walls of Jerusalem had been broken down and its gates had been destroyed by fire. that the walls had been broken down and the gates had been destroyed by fire. After, 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 after hearing this report, we find Nehemiah fasting and praying before God. It also tells us in chapter one, chapter one that the Nehemiah is granted permission by King Artaxerxes to return to Jerusalem. Nehemiah, we find him fasting and praying before God. Preparation. Nehemiah was preparing because he was and he had anticipated what God had already told him was going to happen. So again, we find in, in, in Nehemiah chapter one, we, we find Nehemiah in a stance of and a position and a posture of fasting and praying before God. Nehemiah was preparing, he was preparing, he was fasting, he was praying, he was preparing not to be defeated. You see, my brothers and my sisters, the world tells us that, 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 that Nehemiah was making, the word tells us that, that, that Nehemiah was making preparations. He first made preparations by fasting and by praying. Then we go on and we see in chapter 2 that Nehemiah continues making preparations. And if we look at chapter 2, starting with the 11th verse, if we look at chapter 2, starting with the 11th verse, it tells us in the record, So I came to Jerusalem and was there three days. Then I arose in the night, I and few men with me, I told no one what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Let me repeat that. He says, I told no one what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Nor was there any animal with me except the one which, on which I rode. And I went out by night 
through the valley gate to the serpent well and the refuse gate and viewed the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down and its gates which were burned with fire. This is Nehemiah talking. Then I went on to the fountain gate and to the king's pool, but there was no room for the animal under me to pass. So I went up in the night by the valley and viewed the wall. Then I turned back and entered by the valley gate and so returned. And the officials did not know where I had gone or what I had done. I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or the others who did the work. Nehemiah was making preparations. He went to inspect the remains of the wall, but he went under the cover of darkness. He didn't tell anyone. He didn't tell the officials. He didn't tell the priest. He didn't even tell the Jews, the Jews whom, whom he had come to galvanize together. He just went. He knew what he had to do, and he did it. He knew what God had ordained him to do, and he just did it. Sometimes, my brothers, sometimes, my sisters, when, 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 when we know we have a mission, when, when, when we know what God has given us to do, when, when we know what God has ordained of us, we've just got to do it. We need not inform anyone. We need not get anyone's permission. We need not get anyone, some other person's so-called buy-in. But y'all know how we do it. You know how we do it. We've all been guilty of it. We've got to call our mother. We've got to call our father. We've got to call our sister. We've got to call our brothers. We've got to call our friends. We've got to call everybody in the world. We get on that phone and we talk. We get on that phone and we text and we explain and we ask and we tell and we ask, well, what do you think? What do you think? If, my brothers and my sisters, if that's what God has told you to do, what in the world are you asking someone else what they think for? That person you're asking may be your Sanballat, or your Tobiah, or even your Geshem. And we'll talk about those three knuckleheads in a few minutes. How do you know? 
How do you know? Today, our young people call these sand ballots, Tobias and Geshem's, haters. But I'm, I'm distrayed from our text this morning. Let's get back in it. Just like Nehemiah, just like Nehemiah, we just have to get to the business that God has called us to do. There's a song that the choir sings. There's a song that I like to have them sing on the first Sunday about the blood of Jesus. It says the blood will never lose its power. My brothers and my sisters, do you know what that song is about? My brothers and my sisters, when you make all of these calls and send all of these texts and post all this stuff on your social media about what you think your dreams are or about what you think God is calling you to do, do you know? Do you know what you're saying? Do you know that when you do that, when you put it all out there for everybody to know about before you've even done it, what you are in essence saying to God is, God, I know you told me to do this. God, I know you put this in my heart. God, I see the writing on the wall. God, yes, I feel it in my spirit. But I... Don't believe you. Let me say that again. When we do all of that consulting with other people, what we're telling God is, God, I do not believe you. What we're telling God is, God, I cannot do that. Imagine that, telling that to God. What we're telling God when we do that. What we're saying is that did he really, is that he really just sent his only begotten son to hang and die on the cross, to shed his precious blood? For nothing. You see, you see, we, 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 we are doing just what the Israelites did when they begged God to give them a king. And this is why they were defeated. And God wants someone here this morning within the sound of my voice to know that you don't have to be defeated. You don't have to be defeated, my brothers. You don't have to be defeated, my sisters. You don't have to be defeated. So, beloved, 
after Nehemiah went and surveyed the damage of the wall, then and only then did he go to the Jews. Let me repeat that. After Nehemiah went and surveyed the damage of the wall, then and only then did Nehemiah go to tell the Jews, whom I can imagine were already feeling defeated. Who already had that defeated mindset after the destruction of Jerusalem, after the destruction of the wall, after escaping and after surviving captivity, then and only then did Nehemiah tell them that they were going to rebuild the wall. He went to the Jews. Look at verse 17. Hallelujah. After... Verse 17. Then I said to them, Then I said to them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste, and its gates are burned with fire. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that, that we may no longer be a reproach. Look at how the, the Jews get excited after Nehemiah told them that God sent him. They said, let us start rebuilding the wall. How excited, my brothers and my sisters, are you knowing that God has sent you Jesus so that you don't have to be defeated. You don't have to be defeated on that job. You don't have to be defeated starting that new business. You don't have to be defeated starting that new church that God has already planted in you because God told you to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, and to teach them how to do the same. My brothers and my sisters, this morning, you don't have to be defeated when the doctor tells you that you need dialysis. You don't have to be defeated when your husband walks out on you after giving him the best years of your life. My brothers and my sisters, you don't have to be defeated when you have to raise those children as a single parent. You don't have to be defeated while you're overcoming that drug addiction. Let me repeat that because somebody this morning needs to hear that. You don't have to be defeated while you're overcoming that drug addiction. You don't have to be defeated when you're trying to write that next great novel that God has already put in you. You don't have to be defeated when you're trying to start that new business and the banks won't give you any money. You don't have to be defeated when you're trying to finish that degree. You don't have to be defeated when you're battling that cancer. Hallelujah. You don't have to be defeated when it seems like all you've been doing lately is going to funeral after funeral after funeral. You see, you don't have to be defeated 
When the other kids at school are bullying you and picking on you just because you're smart, you don't have to be defeated coming home from prison, coming home from jail, and having trouble finding a job, finding a place to live, not turning to drugs again. You, my brothers and my sisters, do not have to be defeated. You don't have to be Defeated living with HIV. You don't have to be defeated trying to study for that GED exam. You don't have to be defeated when your partner tells you don't fall in love with them, with someone like them. You don't have to be defeated. You don't have to be defeated. You just don't have to be defeated. You don't have to be defeated trying to get yourself established in that career in the modeling industry or in the music industry. You don't have to be defeated when you pray and pray and pray and you think God doesn't hear your prayers because I have to tell you, he hears your prayers. He hears your cries. He sees what you're going through. He knows the pain that you're feeling. He knows the rejection that you're feeling. But he wants you to know, brothers and sisters, that you do not have to be defeated. He wants someone here this morning, someone within the sound of the voice of someone within, hallelujah, someone who is listening to my voice this morning. He wants you to know you don't have to be defeated. You see, God, God allows us to go through so that in the end, we have a praise, so that in the end, we have a testimony so that in the end, hallelujah, so that in the end, so that in the end, he says, hallelujah, so that in the end, he says that he will prosper you as your soul prospers. It's time for us to do a soul check. Is your soul prospering? You don't have to be defeated. Is your soul prospering? Is your soul prospering? Because you don't have to be defeated. And someone this morning should be shouting, should be singing from the rooftops, hollering from the rooftops, amen. Somebody this morning ought to be jumping up and down and proclaiming hallelujah. Somebody this morning ought to be hallelujah. Somebody this morning ought to be full of his grace and full of his mercy, so much so that all you can do is say, thank you, Jesus, 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 I'm not defeated. 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 
Now, my brothers and my sisters, don't think for a moment that, 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 that when you start rebuilding that wall, that your haters won't take notice and rise up against you. You see, Nehemiah had a few haters. And those haters were named Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. Once they heard, once they learned that Nehemiah had organized the Jews and had plans to, to not only rebuild the wall, but, 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 but that they were indeed, but that they, hallelujah, once they learned that he had plans to not only rebuild the wall, but that they were rebuilding the wall, first they ridiculed him. And just like they ridiculed him, your, if you're, your haters are going to ridicule you. So don't feel like you're in this alone. His haters, these three, told Nehemiah, the God of heaven is the one. Ah, thank you, Jesus, for that correction. Nehemiah told his haters, Nehemiah told his haters, what are you telling your haters? Nehemiah told his haters, the God of heaven is the one who will give us success. And we, his servants, are going to start building. Nehemiah told his haters, the God of heaven is the one who is going to give us success. And we, his servants, are going to start building. My brothers and my sisters, what are you telling your haters this morning? Are you telling your haters that the God in heaven is the one who will give you success? and that you, his servant, are going to start building? What are you telling your haters, brothers and sisters? You don't have to be defeated. What are you telling your haters? As, as Nehemiah, as Nehemiah and the Jews <clears throat> As Nehemiah and the Jews were rebuilding the wall, these three knuckleheads, Samballot, Tobiah, and Geshem, became increasingly angry. They had become increasingly enraged. And as a result of their increasing anger, as a result of their increasing rage, they conspired, listen to this, they conspired to kill Nehemiah. They sent for him not once. They sent for him not twice. They sent for him not three times. They sent for him five times times on five separate occasions they tried to get Nehemiah to come down and to meet them and their plan was to kill him. The word says harm him which was a nice way of saying kill him because they knew they knew that, 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 that if they killed him, then the Jews would return, listen to this, to that mindset of captivity. 
captivity. They knew that if they killed Nehemiah, the Jews, haha, would return to that captivity mindset. They would return to that mindset that they were in before Nehemiah arrived on the scene. And not only would the wall not be rebuilt, but Jerusalem would not be restored. If we look at chapter 6, if we look at chapter 6, we will see that those plans that those rascals, those knuckleheads, those haters had, we will see in chapter 6 that they were thwarted. That the plans to destroy, haha. We see in chapter 6 that the plans to destroy the plans given to Nehemiah were defeated. Nehemiah knew, knew, he knew what they were up to, but he also knew what God was up to, and he was not about to allow himself to be set up and taken out. How many of you are not about to allow yourself to be set up and taken out? Nor did Nehemiah allow him allow them to stop rebuilding the wall. So even while his haters were trying to kill him, were trying to lure him away, were trying to, to, to distract the, the Jews, Nehemiah did not allow the rebuilding to stop. Chapter 6, verses 15 and 16. So the wall was finished in 52 days. And it says, And when all our enemies heard it, all the nations around us were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem, for they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. So many of us, my brothers and my sisters, we allow ourselves to be set up and taken out by our sand ballots, by our Tobias, and by our Geshem. So many of us live in that defeated mindset, which leads us to just walk around as captives, going from day to day, spiritually bound, walking around day to day in spiritual bondage. Oh, the Lord doesn't hear me. Oh, the Lord doesn't love me. Oh, he can't love me. Oh, why is this happening to me? Oh, I can't make it. Oh, I don't deserve this relationship. But you see, brothers and sisters, that's not how God would have us to live. That's not how God would have us to live. 
The biggest symbolic that we allow ourselves to succumb to is fear. There's that word again. For the last couple of weeks, there's that word again, fear. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 tells us that for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And if we call ourselves Christians, my brothers and my sisters, which is to be Christ-like, and we are made in his image, in the image of God, what in the world are we doing of walking around in fear? You don't have to be defeated. You do not have to be defeated. But we allow ourselves to be defeated. We allow ourselves to be defeated when we don't have our regular talks with God, our daily time with God. We allow ourselves to be defeated when we don't come to Bible study. We allow ourselves to be defeated when we don't come to Sunday school. When we, hallelujah, we allow ourselves to be defeated when we don't tithe as we've been instructed. We allow ourselves to be defeated when we allow fear to creep into our lives. We allow ourselves to be defeated when we don't pray for and forgive those who spitefully use us. We allow ourselves to be defeated when we don't take God at his word and step out on faith, believing that God's word will not return unto him void. We allow ourselves to be defeated, my brothers and my sisters, when we hold on to pain, when we hold on to hurt from 20 plus years ago, or even just six months ago. We allow ourselves to be defeated. We're holding on to some stuff that we just need to let go of. God wants someone here this morning to know that you don't have to be defeated because he's already made you the head and not the tail. He's already made you the top and not the bottom. He's already blessed you in your comings and in your goings. Hallelujah. You don't have to be defeated. You don't have to be defeated, my brothers and my sisters. There's a song whose name escapes me, which name escapes me, that says, like a ship that's tossed and driven, battered by an angry sea, where the storms of life are raging and their fury falls on me. I wonder what I have done that makes this race so hard to run. Then I say to myself, take courage, the Lord will make a way somehow. The Lord will make a way somehow. Let him have your burdens now. When the load bears down so heavy, the weight shovel upon my brow, there's a sweet relief in knowing that the Lord will make a way somehow. Because my brothers and my sisters, you don't have to be defeated. Amen.